Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. For Tuesday, August the 16th, I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're looking at whether the most recent economic figures are an indication of a trend or a false flag. We're going to be looking at the inflation metrics and looking at the constituent elements to determine whether inflation has peaked. Will the Fed succeed in breaking the back of inflation, or is inflation systemic at this point? Finally, we're going to look at Europe and ask whether we're experiencing a global phenomenon and can the U.S. separate itself from the rest of the world in this regard. The latest inflation numbers suggest that inflation in the U.S. cooled from 9.1% in June to an annualized rate of 8.5% in July, according to the latest statistics from the Commerce Department. There are two variables that the government are actually able to influence. The first is energy prices, and the second is cooling the real estate market, which by itself accounts for 40% of the weighting of the consumer price index. It's been said that you can print money, but you can't print food and you can't print oil. Or can you? The biggest contributor to the decline in inflation was the result of falling oil prices. Falling oil prices have been the result of inventory building in the refinery and the gasoline chain. An inventory build in the summer months during peak driving season is very unusual. The potential for new supply entering the market, both from Libya and Iran, is also putting downward pressure on oil futures. But the truth is, the supply growth is limited to about 100,000 barrels a day. The 5.1 million barrels a day increase in inventory has been largely the result of depleting the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve by nearly half because the Strategic Petroleum Reserve does not figure into inventory calculations, it appears as new supply being added to the market when in fact it's not. But when you dig deeper, you'll see that the systemic shortfall in investment in the oil sector has not generated sufficient supply, and the drawdown in the Strategic Petroleum Reserve has at most a few more months left in it before the reserve is reduced to dangerous levels. The Federal Reserve is in the process of quantitative tightening. This means reduction of the Fed's balance sheet, There are several types of assets being held on the Fed's balance sheet. Which ones can be unloaded with a minimum of impact to the economy and with the greatest of ease? The Fed is holding a lot of U.S. Treasuries on their balance sheet. They're also holding mortgage-backed securities, and they're holding excess bank reserves. I'm predicting that we're going to see a reduction in bank reserves. That's the quickest and easiest way for the Fed to reduce the size of its balance sheet. On the real estate side, we've seen rent growth slow down to 0.3% in the past month. That's a significant decline from earlier in the year. The big story is Europe. If we look at energy and we try to equalize the cost of energy on a global basis, using a barrel of oil as the standard, there's a massive disparity in the price of energy. Barrel of oil is costing today about $88 a barrel. That's down from $122 a barrel in mid-June. That same amount of energy in natural gas is priced at $8.75 per million BTU, or the equivalent of $49 per barrel, that is in the U.S. So natural gas in the U.S. is nearly half the cost of oil for the equivalent energy output. But natural gas in Europe and many parts of Asia is being priced at $33 per million BTU, or the equivalent of $184 a barrel. The implications for the economy in Europe are extreme, and they include the long-term and perhaps permanent destruction of manufacturing capacity in Europe. These same energy prices in Asia are also an issue. We can expect a major slowdown in Europe in Q4, when energy prices for gas are expected to increase another 50% from current levels, which are already extremely elevated. So if inflation is systemic and international in nature, can the U.S. effectively combat inflation on its own? We saw the European Central Bank raise rates by 50 basis points in the last meeting, 
The ECB and the Fed seem to be using the same playbook. The solution to inflation in the supply-constrained environment is simply to reduce demand by reducing liquidity and raising interest rates. They can't affect supply, so all they can do is squash demand. This is guaranteed to cause further economic slowdown on top of already slowing market conditions due to supply-side constraints and the rising cost of energy across the board. So what does it mean for real estate investors? In my opinion, in this stagflation environment, we can expect prices to continue to increase. But there will be a limit to rent growth in the coming months. As purchasing power is eroded, there will be a limit to the rate at which landlords can increase rent. We're experiencing structural inflation, and that is supply-side driven. Even if inflation were to drop to zero between now and the end of the year, it would still mean that inflation for the year 2022 would end the year at 6%. We would actually need prices to fall in a number of critical sectors of the economy, including energy, food, healthcare, construction, and housing, in order to achieve the Fed's stated goal of 2% inflation. It's a mathematical impossibility, in my opinion. For that reason, I'm predicting that it's going to take the better part of 5 to 10 years for inflation to be restored to low levels we will experience a round of wage price spirals resulting from worker revolts. And those will be difficult to stop as social unrest becomes widespread. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.